hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, another beautiful Saturday morning. Christmas is on the way, so a Merry Christmas to one and all from all of us here on 900 CHML. And, of course, from the Golfie team, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media at Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or would like to recommend a topic idea for a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We have two special in-studio guests today, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from Canada uh, Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks so much for having us this morning. Thanks for having us. All right. Proof that they're both in studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to recap 2018 a little bit with our uh, two special guests, Anthony and Lindsay, today. Uh, and look ahead to 2019, which I think a lot of homeowners, buyers and sellers, those who are thinking about jumping into the market, are very intrigued by to see how this past year has gone and, uh, more importantly, how 2019 is going to unfold. Maybe some opening thoughts from you, Rob, on how 2018 went for the golfy team, went for the Hamilton region as a whole. So overall, uh, in uh, 2018, um, the, the, the overall real estate board is down uh, 17 to 20%. And uh, just unit numbers are down. So we, we actually went back to, to normal numbers of unit sales. Uh, if we look at uh, 2013 and 14, we were selling about 7,200 homes a year. In, uh, in in the Hamilton just in, in the Hamilton Wentworth area, mm-hmm. um, and then 19, uh, 2016 and seventeen they jumped up to all, as high as nine thousand. So so we're down two thousand hmm. unit sales from you know the last last two years. Right. So we're actually almost like pretty well at a normal level, which we're not used to because we had two two strong years from two thousand sixteen and seventeen. But we, we actually, us at the Golfie team, we, we're up, you know, because Golfie gets it sold. We know yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, it just, uh, it, 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 I think we're at a normal level. I, I, I predict uh, it's going to be a decent uh, market, uh, not, not outrageous that we had in 2016, 17, mm-hmm. but I think 2019, it's going to be uh, a great year, but a normal, uh, you know, year for buyers uh, that they don't have to jump at it quickly and uh, and sellers, you know, they have to price their houses uh, correctly. For sure. A lot of our listeners are probably wondering, with the market down, how is the Gulfy team up? What have you guys done right? 
Um, we got systems in place. Uh, we have uh, we we've got a, a good staff. We 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 track all the uh, hits that we get on our all our clients' homes. Uh, we try to see if there's anything that we're missing. We we double check and check and check over, make sure mapping everything is all correct. Uh, we follow up. We follow up with agents that are showing our listings, and uh, we we try to make sure that uh, every, everything's in place. We've got uh, the best. Uh, search engine optimization on our website. There's nobody that can compete against us with that. So we do get more people looking at our clients' listings online than anybody else in the the, uh, Hamilton Hamilton Wentworth area. Why are you so positive about 2019? Um, You know, there there was... uh, I think people are adjusted to the the market that we're in now because th- this year was kind of like a, a kick in the butt. Um, people were, you know, hoping that uh, they can reap from the two thousand se- early two thousand seventeen market, mm-hmm. and now they've uh, uh, understand and they and they accept the, the way the market is. Um, nobody likes accepting a, a, a market where when there's a downturn, but everybody once they hear the upturn, they. Don't seem to listen to the news on the downturn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the but, other one but, to hear the good yeah, news. Yeah, exactly. So, so for the last you know eight months or six months, you know, u- unit sales are down, but but prices are strong. I mean, they're there's they're they're climbing still, but you just have to be more accurate on, on your uh, n- number on selling when you're when you're putting your house up for sale. All right, let's bring in our two uh, special guests, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, and uh, they're here to speak to 2018, and again, more importantly, to 20. 19 and what's going to happen in uh, in this community uh, maybe some thoughts about 2018 and how uh, it went it, just as rob had, had spoke to it, it was a slower year this year in hamilton but we we do notice that the sales are trending up now it was a slow start to the year and they started to trend up and we think going into 2019 the sales will continue to rise a bit uh, it was a, it was a strange year in the sense that we had that one-time event of the mortgage rule changes which kept people from buying homes earlier in the year and then we noticed that that NAFTA uncertainty around jobs, especially in a market like Hamilton, had an effect where people were sort of sitting on the sidelines waiting to see how that would play out. And now that that's been, there's more certainty out there. We see more buyers coming back into the market in, in 2019. Did the NAFTA negotiations more or less affect those communities that are historically based on manufacturing and in and, and that sector? Or was it really across the board? I, I would say it's more across the board in the sense of there's that you know, you call it the multiplier effect. So indirectly, those jobs in manufacturing affect a lot of other people too. So that general uncertainty in the in the economy would have kept uh, people on the sidelines in general. Lindsay, thoughts on 2018? Well, I think, uh, again, I, I still think it was perhaps a more positive year for those buyers trying to get into the market, those buyers that maybe didn't have that 20% down payment. Mm-hmm. It certainly presented a bit more opportunity in 2018 than in 2017. Uh, one thing that was new for us at CMHC uh, was that we released some flexibilities now for self-employed borrowers just to recognize some of the challenges that they have getting into the market. And it, it's a little bit interesting. Nationally, our stats show that about one in 14 um, Canadians is self-employed. Uh, in Hamilton, that number is perhaps a little bit higher. So one in 10 is self-employed. Hmm. So what we've done is we've allowed for them, if they haven't been self-employed for two years, we've allowed for some flexibilities, particularly if they're working in the same field, and just some opportunities for them to get into homeownership. And again, we're continuing uh, in my role from day to day. I speak to and support our mortgage lenders in Hamilton, Niagara. So we're still encouraging everybody to make sure that you're considering 
considering Purchase Plus improvements when you're purchasing a home, there's an opportunity for you to include those renovations in with your mortgage. And again, always to remember that we do offer premium rebates for um, energy efficient renovations or the purchase of energy efficient new construction. Uh, in terms of those Purchase Plus uh, arrangements, what's what's that umbrella look like? Is it just renovations? It's uh, you know, uh, sorry to, in, in, to interfere here. Um, I'll tell you the one thing about that Purchase Plus program. It's not uh, used enough, and and, I, and I'll tell you because a lot of especially first time buyers, they just uh, you know save enough money to get the down payment, pay all the legal costs to close the deal, and then when they move in, you know they're probably thinking, you know what, we should have had the bathroom done, and now they have to save money to do the bathroom or save money to do the kitchen or, or whatever flooring. It could be a roof also. And um, if they did the Purchase Plus program, uh, the, the the banks will give them the money and they'll, once they do the work, they they let they give them the money to pay the, uh, the either the roofer or kitchen right. cabinet company. But the Purchase Plus program is so, like, I mean, I wish – you know, we we put it to our forethought, uh, forefront all the time because it is so so such a great program that 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 we don't use it enough. I don't think. So just to give you some stats behind that, if you take a look at the housing stock in Hamilton and Niagara, Rob, I think it would be fairly safe to say that uh, over eighty percent of it was built since uh, or was built before the year two thousand. And so you take a look at the housing stock, and then we take a look at the business that uh, that is sent to CMHC from the mortgage lenders, and less than 5% of the business in 2017 that was sent to CMHC was for a purchase plus improvement. Wow. So if you take a look at even cost savings, if you're going to do, say, a $15,000, $20,000 renovation, and really the majority of first-time home buyers, you put that maximum down payment down, there's really no money left. You have to wait to save it. And if anybody has remembers their first year of home ownership, it was a pretty <laughs> expensive year. Yes. I feel Things like I went tight. to Canadian Tire every <laughs> single week. Yeah. Um, but... The only way to access those funds is either to save it and wait to do those renovations or to, you know, consider a credit line or a credit card. And the interest rate tends to be significantly higher than that of a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So this is a great opportunity to uh, access the same great rates as your mortgage and also an opportunity because first time home buyers, it's perhaps a little bit more difficult right now to get the house that checks off all the wants, right? And even all the needs. So it gives you the opportunity to maybe take that house that is truly that first house and, and be able to to live in it and build your equity in it and to make that home your own. So is this a case of uh, whether it's first-time home buyers or not, just people not being aware of the program? It's, I think so. I think, you know what, we, we're, the agents, realtors are, are aware of the program. It's just it's not in their everyday language. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't come up as often as it should. And it's something that you almost have to have, you know, uh, like a sticky note in your car and say purchase plus program purchase plus <laughs> program client, yeah. it's got to be it's it almost has to be like you know you know your name but we, but it, it isn't mm. and actually and it hurts uh the consumer the first time buyer not knowing about it so like if if anybody out there that knows that there, somebody's looking to buy a house this purchase plus, plus program is fantastic they can get thing they can get the house they want even though it doesn't have the right kitchen, they can get that kitchen that they want mm. for for interest rates that are going for now wrapped into their mortgage. In 60 seconds, can you describe the program and how it works and how people apply? 
Absolutely. So uh, you would certainly work with your mortgage lender on that. What you would do is you, when you see the home, you would actually have a contractor accompany you. Uh, They would give you a quote. That quote is submitted to the mortgage lender. You close the house. The funds are, are sent to the lawyer for the closing of the house. And typically the amount of the renovation is, is held back. And once the renovation is completed, you receive those funds to pay the contractor and, uh, and away you go. Wow. So certainly it is, it is a little bit of legwork in that you do have to get a quote. But the incredible benefits of being able to access those renovations right away and have those same great interest rates as that of your mortgage really makes Huge. that worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Great information still to come. Uh, What's going to happen in 2019? Stay tuned. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Have a question for the Golfie team? Email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Our special in-studio guest today, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, talking about 2018 and a look ahead to 2019. Before we jump into the new year, because we're days away from that, uh, you mentioned mortgage lenders, mortgages in general. The mortgage stress test really had an impact on home buying and and, and selling. Um, Is that an accurate statement? I think probably our first bet is to maybe quickly describe what that stress test looked okay, like. Okay, let's do that. So um, it would have begun in January of 2018. Uh, it was implemented by OSFI, the Office of Superintendent of Financial Institutions. And uh, the biggest proponent of that stress test was that anybody that was putting that 20% down, so that conventional mortgage, 20% down or more, was now subject to a new stress test that they didn't have to be before. Mm-hmm. So really they had to be qualified at the greater of the Bank of Canada benchmark rate or the rate that they were offering being offered for their mortgage uh, from their lending institution plus 2%. So for instance, uh, if they were qualifying at the Bank of Canada benchmark rate, which at that time, I believe back in January was 464. Something about that. 489, yeah. And uh, they were either qualifying close to 5% or if you were being offered 3.5% from your mortgage lender, you had to qualify at that plus two. So you were qualifying at say 5.5%, whereas before you were qualifying at close to 3%. Mm-hmm. So even though you were still paying your mortgage as of the 3% rate, it impacted the amount that you could qualify for in terms of a mortgage. So did it have an impact on the market? It definitely had an impact. Now, we, we do a lot of analysis of this stuff at CMHC, and uh, it definitely when those rules came into effect, you saw buyers gravitating to less expensive homes because right. they could qualify for a smaller mortgage. And in Hamilton, specifically because prices had run up so fast in previous years, 
that affordability was a bit of a challenge already. Mm-hmm. So then when you add on those mortgage stress tests, you saw the effect where people were going towards less expensive homes and some of the neighborhoods that were, were, were uh, doing better uh, this year were the ones with less expensive homes. Or so lower prices, I would right. say. Right. Do we see that trend continuing then? Because the, the mortgage stress test is not going away. It's not going away. And, and we're predicting, and most uh, the consensus amongst most economists is that mortgage rates will rise next year as well. Yeah. So it's going to continue to put a bit of a push towards buying uh, a less expensive home, which means a smaller mortgage. So those areas in Hamilton that have lower prices will generally do better than the areas with higher prices. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing those, we've talked about domino effect before, where you know the GTA buyers come into Hamilton, Hamilton buyers might be squeezed out of the market, they're looking to Niagara or maybe even Brantford. Are we going to see more of that because those prices are, are not going to change? I think we'll see more of that. We're also, what happened this year was the, the Toronto buyer retreated a bit from coming into this market because the prices in the GTA were basically flat, right? right? So uh, they're starting to trend up again in the GTA. So that's going to bring more of those people into Hamilton next mm-hmm. year uh, for that reason. And again, it will continue to push people from Hamilton, possibly going into the Brantford or Niagara type regions for uh, affordability. We've been talking about uh, buyers versus sellers markets uh, on the show over the last number of weeks because we have seen that uh, kind of transformation to the sellers market. But Rob, you mentioned before that you know there are, are still pockets in Hamilton that are not necessarily a seller's market. Yeah, there's... Um um, there's there's a lot of opportunities out there, and, and we're and we're selling uh, a lot of homes where surprisingly there's still good deals out there, mm-hmm. and uh, so the local people that uh, are used to the you know I mean they're not used to these prices they're you know they're competing against people coming from uh, the GTA. And, and it's hard for them because people in GTA, uh, in their mind, they have a higher price point uh, when, uh, when it comes to pricing and also on how much they can carry for a mortgage. So they have jobs that are paying more money than the local person that's getting, you know, working here. Right. Um, but but there, are, there are still pockets. There are still good deals out there. Uh, Hamilton, like Hamilton, uh, I'm telling you, is still affordable. Even though it's actually ranked, I guess they just announced it on the, on the, the, the other day that it's the fourth. Uh, most expensive city in Canada, mm-hmm. or or growing, right. and in terms uh, of average but but price, it, yeah. but and I'll tell you, like we are in such a hot spot in the Golden Horseshoe because we're not forty five minutes away from uh, the GTA. We're not that far from wineries in uh, Niagara with uh, Niagara Falls and and all the tourism there, and we're kind of centrally located here that we can go. Within an hour's drive, we, we've got so much access to so many different things around Ontario that it, it, it's a fantastic place to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the argument against moving you know, east of Toronto or even north of Toronto is that you know, the things to do and the accessibility and you know, getting to the border if you want to go to the States is not as advantageous. So you know, it's Hamilton's position well mm-hmm. in terms of geography. Uh, in terms of 2019, so what are we looking at for the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara area? In, in all those markets, we're going to see, like I said earlier, sales trending uh, back up. So we had that slow year this year, and things are going to start to go back to sort of normal levels next year. And again, that, that NAFTA uncertainty and, and the initial shock of the mortgage rule changes, are, are you're going to see that sort of 
go away a bit and, and see buyers come back that were sort of sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. and waiting to see how things play out in the market, right? Some of that was a buyer saying, well, I don't know how these, these mortgage rule changes are going to affect prices. Maybe I should wait and see if prices come down. In Hamilton, you have seen that they've pretty much stabilized and start to increase again. There wasn't much of a, a price drop in Hamilton because people just pulled their listings. Right. So what's happening now is the buyers are seeing that and they say, well, I got to get into the market again because rates are going to start going up. So that, that's pretty much what we think is going to happen next year. Uh, all the factors affecting uh, demand are going to be positive in the sense of, uh, you know, job, the job forecast for Hamilton is pretty, pretty steady, mm-hmm. pretty solid. Uh, people are going to be moving into the area in terms of immigrants and from the GTA. The only thing that would be a negative is, is a, a further rate increase. But again, some of that may cause people to jump into the market before rates right. go, go higher. Could that also uh, lend itself to higher home prices as well? Because it's still very affordable, especially compared to Toronto and the GTA? We think so. Uh, like recently, Hamilton's sort of close to being in a seller's market again overall. And again, it depends on the neighborhood and the pocket you're in, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're an a, a, a advantageous position as a buyer or seller. However, overall, we think prices are going to be growing. And again, a... a a seller's market, slightly seller's market, is in the range of sort of like a 5% increase on average. Wow. So that's good news for the golfy team. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we feel, it, I mean, uh, we, we feel next year is going to be a fantastic year. And, and I know, like, I mean, I, I remember five years ago, even before 2016 and 2017, and I thought we, we you know, eventually it's going to slow down. Mm. I don't think it, it ever will slow down. I think we'll have moderate uh, growth. Uh, you know, for the next five to 10 years, just because of the fact that we do have uh, uh, way more immigration than we did uh, 20, 30 years ago. Um, we have, you know, jobs are doing well. I mean, yeah, there'll be, there'll be certain times where there's going to be corrections, you know, where, you know, things are going to slow down a bit. And that, and usually that'll happen for about six months to a year, like we did in 2008. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really affect too much, but it, it, it affect maybe major corporations and, you know, when they're selling soap or whatever products they're selling. But I think overall, I think, um, you know, if you, if you don't get into the marketplace and buy, buy a home, um, it, it, it's just going to get more and more expensive. And it's just, we'll have this moderate, slow, decent growth that, that's normal for people to, to, you know, to live with. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah, let, let's not forget as well, Rick, we're, we're definitely seeing some improvements in transit, uh, yeah. specifically okay. towards the Toronto area, perhaps mm-hmm. with the new go coming in in the next couple of years. That certainly is going to, I would assume, and Anthony can correct me on this, continue to um, ensure that this market is highly desirable. Absolutely. Hamilton and Niagara both benefited from those announcements of the GO train stations. I'd say specifically Stony Creek, you've seen the effect there with prices. I was just checking the numbers from last month and you're now at about an average price of 550,000 in Stony Creek. And the growth there in the last few years has been very strong. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is people knowing that the GO train station is going to be there and I can commute to work if I, if I work in the GTA yeah. uh, and, and live in Stony Creek. And that's also caused the ripple effect of Upper Stony Creek as well because we have the Red Hill. You can get down to Centennial Parkway and the GO station there and you're in the GTA in a, in a moment's notice. Absolutely. Uh, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. Also in studio, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Uh, you guys have unveiled your latest market outlook. Uh, what does it say about this region going forward and, and what we can expect over the next uh, few months? You should expect to see sales sales trending up in the region and, and prices as well. And like I said, 
overall, you're, you're moving into a seller's market. I would say it's a weaker seller's market. It's not like you saw in those last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the price growth, uh, you know, in that sort of 5% range, I think would be on average. Uh, and again, it depends on the neighborhood you, right. you're living in. Do we have hot spots in this community, those neighborhoods that are going to be more appealing to, to buyers? Absolutely. I, I came up with a, a short list of neighborhoods. If you're a buyer, you're probably in a good position if you're negotiating. Mm-hmm. And if you're a seller, you're in a good position. So if you're a buyer looking in an area like Ancaster, for example, right now, you're, you're in a pretty good position. If you look at the number of uh, listings out there relative to the, the number of buyers right now, mm-hmm. it, it's quite a uh, large inventory. So you're in a sort of advantageous position to negotiate terms. You yeah. may not have to compete. Uh, even even Stony Creek, surprisingly, I was surprised to look at to see that, but Right now, there's a lot of inventory there as well. And again, that's an area where the prices have run up so quickly that all of a sudden, there's a lot of listings and there's buyers that are saying, I'm not sure if I can pay that price to live there. So there may be gravitating back towards area in the city of Hamilton Mm -hmm. because you're seeing some areas in Hamilton East in Hamilton Center that are actually being uh, attracting a lot of demand where the seller is kind of in a better spot. Right. And those that are advantageous to the seller, or are they is that basically Hamilton Center, Hamilton East? Uh, areas of Hamilton Center, Hamilton East, particularly, you see uh, areas like uh, I wrote down some neighborhoods here: Red Hill, Vincent, uh, Nashdale, Riverdale. Those areas right now, if you're a seller, you're in a good spot. You're you're probably going to see the most competition amongst buyers of any area in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Stony Creek and Ancaster, I would say. You're going to be if you're the if you're the buyer, you're going to be in a good position to negotiate. Even some areas in Hamilton Mountain currently, the more pricier areas like uh, I have here, Allison, Rushdale, Butler, average prices in the five hundreds. You're seeing again a buyer that looks in that neighborhood is going to be in a good position. Hmm. Are you getting the same vibe on the street, Rob? Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're planning on uh, selling your home, especially in Ancaster, right now there is a high inventory there. So now. Um, so it is a great market for the buyer. So, but now, starting in the new year, you're going to find uh, a lot of homes coming off the market uh, towards the end of uh, this month, and, mm-hmm. and we're just a, a week away. Um, so they're they're thinking of putting their house back on the market, probably um, April, maybe May. I would seriously consider putting your house on the market middle to the uh, the middle to the first of uh, Feb- middle of January to the middle of first uh, of February. Because there's hardly any inventory, and you'll have a stronger, um, you know, a price for your home. But once you start getting into the spring market, you're going to see everybody putting their house in mm-hmm. on the market. So now there's now you're going to be competing for that buyer. So if you're going to do, if you're thinking of selling, do it earlier than than later um, uh, next year. So what is the difference between uh, an earlier start, that late January, early February, as opposed to April? How many more people are looking? Well, the mentality, there's a spring market uh, that we know by as our four seasons. Like we have spring, summer, fall, and winter. But there's a spring market that I go by, and our spring market is, in my opinion, February when it comes to real estate. Mm. So people like to buy uh, early and move in in the spring. Uh, versus uh, sellers are are usually out there, well, you know, I've got a beautiful flower gardens. I want my house to look great. Yes, it'll look fantastic. And they'll do well on their house, but they'll do even better um, earlier in the year because there's less homes on the market and there's more buyers. But once you get into the April, May uh, market, you got got a handful of buyers and you got a handful of sellers. 
there's there's more to choose from for for uh, for a buyer to pick from, and that's and you know what? When you're a seller, you you want to try to maximize every dollar you can. So, and it'll be tough when you got your neighbors down the street trying to sell for a little less than what you want for your house. And so that is that is basically the standard for every city or every real estate sector. Is that you know? Um, you know what? In, in, Noticing my numbers over the last five to ten years, mm-hmm. I noticed that the earlier you put your house on the market, the better. And I, I, I don't know, Anthony, I, I don't know if you agree with me on on those stats, but we found that our earlier numbers are strong versus the the going into the later in the spring market. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob would be the best person to talk about that. But generally, you, you're definitely going to see more competition the longer you right. wait, right? So if you're that seller. The listings really spike in that April May. Yep. Uh, again, buy, there's more buyers out there as mm-hmm. well, but sometimes the uh, compensation isn't the same. So right. you see a lot more listings and more buyers, but maybe not as much as you thought because they came out early. Because mm-hmm. buyers are less um, picky in terms of when they're going to buy. Sellers tend to be a little bit more like Rob said. I got to wait for my house to look pa- fantastic, right. and that's when the flowers are blooming and all that sort of stuff. So they're a little bit more. Uh, uh, less flexible when there comes to mm-hmm. when they're going to list. Uh, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show, but also, uh, you know, we talk about real estate in Burlington and Niagara as well. What do you see for those two communities in, in 2019? It's a similar story in terms of, uh, again, in both communities, sales were, for, were low this year historically. They're starting to trend up, and then they will continue into next year. And again, like some things that will slow them down a bit are some rate increases, but you're going to see that, you know, the GTA price effect, GTA prices rising again are going to push people into Burlington mm-hmm. and Niagara. Burlington specifically, that's part of the Hamilton-Burlington Real right. Estate Board, and, and that area tends to get the most amount of GTA demand. And that's why this year, actually, Burlington sales were quite weak because you saw the GTA buyers stay away, mm-hmm. uh, more so than actually Hamilton. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, still to come, uh, we have uh, the biggest celebrity real estate stories of 2018 uh, with a number of uh, celebrities, if you will, uh, buying and selling homes. We're also going to get into the uh, National Affordable Housing Strategy, which I know you guys want to touch on as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Some great videos and uh, profiles of homes that are up for sale. 
And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the golfy team or you want to talk about a specific uh, topic on a future program or would like us to talk about it, uh, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We have two Count them two in studio special guests today, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. One of the big ventures that the federal government uh, announced uh, not too long ago was the National uh, Affordable Housing Strategy. This is a, uh, a massive undertaking, uh, but I'm, I'm sure there's uh, you know millions of people from coast to coast that are excited about this program. Where do we stand right now with uh, this uh, housing strategy? Well, this is really exciting. So this is an opportunity to essentially remove 530,000 Canadian households from housing need. So it is a very ambitious plan. It is a 10-year, uh, $40 billion strategy. And uh, there, there are certain ways that we're looking to accomplish this. Uh, one of the biggest things we're looking to do is create new affordable rental supply. So Anthony can speak to this as well, but and you can as well, Rob, as uh, your, your investor clients have certainly perhaps uh, seen some of the benefits of this, but the vacancy rate in Hamilton is extremely low. So for people that are in situ- situations and scenarios where they need that affordable rental option, it's becoming more and more difficult for them to find it. So we're, we're, we're certainly looking to work with people to create um, new rental housing, affordable rental housing. We're looking as well to modernize the existing supply. Um, many could say that it's in, in need of repair, the existing affordable rental housing stock. And we're also pro- providing some additional resources for community housing providers. And we're working on the innovation and research side to see what can we do, what's new and interesting, and what's a great way to be able to provide Canadians that need that affordable housing uh, ways to access it as well. So, Is there a willingness on the other side, those, those landlords, those developers, uh, to to provide this certainly we've seen that and we've experienced a lot of uh, a, a lot of calls and a lot of inquiries about it so uh, we have we have a team that's working here on the ground and working with local builders developers nonprofits uh, and just trying to get the word out about this uh, this national housing strategy mm-hmm. Anthony this is a huge program absolutely and we deal a lot with developers in the, in the analyst role that I'm in, and, and there's definitely that appetite to mm-hmm. add supply to the rental stock. And people have to keep in mind that all the the markets are, are all correlated. So a first-time buyer that's having a hard time finding a property that's currently renting stays in the rental unit longer. Yeah. That has that ripple effect to the person that's renting a less affordable unit, right? And so the markets are related to each other. So that has to be kept in mind. And, and there's definitely that need there to, especially in Hamilton, to add rental housing that's a little bit uh, less, uh, more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and this is a 10-year strategy, correct, Lindsay? Yes, it is. 10 years can go by pretty quick. I think we're already into year two of this program. We are, yes. uh, w- What kind of headway have we made in, on this front? Uh, we've, we've actually, uh, we've seen some pretty uh, exciting headways. So um, there was an announcement uh, on November 22nd from our minister, which is uh, uh, the Honorable Jean-Yves Duclos, mm-hmm. uh, Minister of Families, Children and Social Development. So since this has started, we've seen uh, a $2 billion investment in the Hamilton area uh, with the uh, hope to create an additional uh, 310,000 new units. Wow. That's going to have wow. a positive impact on those who are, you know, in that cycle of renting and they can't, they just can't get out. Well, the, Do you know what, Rick? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I need to correct this. Oh, My sorry. writing was quite small. <laughs> this is, I was thinking, wow, 310,000 <laughs> new units in Hamilton. No, this is Ontario, guys. Okay. The hardest thing about uh, people that are renting and what happens is um, when 
a person's renting and they're renting for a long time. They could be there 5, 10, 20, even 20 years. Mm-hmm. The landlord doesn't usually do a rent increase, especially if they're paying their rent on time. They're good tenants right. and everything. So what happens is over a course of 10 years, their rent is actually pretty cheap compared to what the market value of rent is. Mm-hmm. So then if the homeowner, when he decides to sell the home, and now the renter is kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Like we're used to paying $1,100 a month rent for this nice you know, bungalow. Now they're going out in the marketplace. They have to find another place because he's selling the place. And now they're paying up to 1600 even $1,800 a month. It is hard for that renter to find something similar or close to what they have. Mm-hmm. But it's too bad that uh, there wasn't something that uh, the uh, tenant can buy the house right from the landlord because they already live there. They've been living there a long time. If they could find a way to find funds to to, to buy the house, that would uh, actually help out the you know the someone to have uh, home ownership. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a tough thing out there for especially pe- if you're renting. The the other reality right now, Rick, is uh, if you take a look, the median employment income in Hamilton is about fifty three thousand dollars. So these are people that are employed. The median employment income, and if you take a look, average sale price in Hamilton anywhere between five eighty, yeah, five five yeah. hundreds. Um, if you're a first time home buyer, you may be renting a little while longer because certainly, um, you know, certainly there there is an opportunity and. Uh, t- to, to have to rent a little longer before you get into home ownership. So I could probably, and Anthony could speak to this, safely say uh, that we will continue to see a huge demand for, for rental housing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hamilton's vacancy rate, we just released the data last month. It's uh, it's below the 10-year average. It's been that way for a while now. Mm-hmm. So And with the mortgage rates going up and the prices starting to grow again, you're definitely going to see pressure on the rental market. And I think the wait list in Hamilton, the last stat I saw, uh, this probably a few months ago, was about 6,000 individuals waiting to get into affordable housing units. So this this is going to be a tremendous uh, program. Uh, still to come, the biggest celebrity real estate stories of 2018. And uh, we also have a spotlight that uh, Rob Golfie is going to uh, unleash in our next segment. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Gulfie and Philip Gulfie, sales representative with uh, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Gulfie team. Actually, Philip's not here today, but I thought I'd give him a shout out. Yeah, that's, that's good. Because it's the holiday season. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the season of giving. Uh, questions at robgulfie.com is uh, the email address if you have a topic idea or if you have a question for the Gulfie team. Again, questions at robgulfie.com. They're online. The website is robgulfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Before we get into uh, this weekend's um, home spotlight, which you're, you're going to uh, announce in a, a couple of minutes, uh, these are the biggest celebrity real estate stories of 2018. Certainly a number of, cele- not all of them, a number of celebrities uh, buying and selling homes, including Meryl Streep, who uh, listed her Tribeca penthouse, this is in New York City, for $25 million this summer. Four bedrooms, five bathrooms, a 10-foot-wide terrace on three sides of the unit that uh, looked over the uh, New York neighborhood. Singer Katy Perry created an uproar over buying a convent in California from someone who didn't necessarily have the right to sell it. That was an interesting story. A house that used to belong to Madonna came on the market for $35 bucks, and I believe it's still on the market. 
Rapper Lil Wayne purchased a $17 million floating home, floating in quotations, on an island in Biscayne Bay in Miami. The estate of Frank Sinatra listed an $8 million home in Malibu. He and his wife Barbara had custom-made after they bought the house in the early 90s. Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards sold his New York condo for over uh, two years on the market at a reported half-million-dollar loss. The house that was used as the exterior of the iconic Brady Bunch home went on the market for almost $1.9 million. It was briefly under threat of being torn down, but it was saved by HGTV, which bought the house after a bidding war with singer Lance Bass. A couple more here. Baseball Hall of Famer Derek Jeter listed his New York Castle, complete with a replica of the Statue of Liberty, for $14.75 million, even though it had fallen into a complete disrepair. A Hamptons beach house that once belonged to jailed fraudster Bernie Madoff, but was seized by the feds and then purchased by uh, a couple, uh, came to market for $21 million. And Paul Manafort, President Donald Trump's former campaign chairman, who's now in jail, is giving up at least five of his properties as part of his plea deal, which includes a unit inside Trump Tower, a two-bedroom Soho condo, a Brooklyn brownstone, a condo in New York's Little Italy, and a ten-bedroom house in the Hamptons. Manafort also transferred ownership of a mansion near Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate to his wife for ten bucks. Not too shabby, if you're his wife. Uh, all right, today's or this uh, week's uh, house spotlight. Uh, we're going uh, to Mount Hope, I understand. Yes, Mount Hope, uh, beautiful home. Uh, it's a sleeper. Uh, people, uh, please check it. Check it out. The uh, uh, the address is uh, thirty eight White Rock Avenue. It's off of uh, Garth and Twenty Road. It's a two thousand square foot home with a finished basement that gives you an actual an additional uh, seven hundred square feet of, of uh, living space. Uh, the house has got four bedrooms. Uh, it's uh, two uh, uh, completely updated. This the the owner of this house did everything. There's nothing missed in this house, so it is worth taking a look at. Uh, there's an opportunity there for someone to have a brand new house that's been completely redone and uh, you'll you'll definitely enjoy and all the workmanship was done uh, by professionals nothing on you know done by amateurs uh, it has an in-ground saltwater pool a new concrete aggregate driveway uh, stamped concrete uh, it, it's a four level backsplit beautiful house definitely give us a call you have to see this house it is definitely a gorgeous house uh, there's a family out there that they'll appreciate all the work that this homeowner has done to this place. Mount Hope is a, is an area we haven't really talked about a lot on the show. Yeah, no, it's it um it, it's. It, it's a great area if you want to be away from you know all the hustle and bustle of, mm-hmm. of the city. There are a lot of people moving out that way. There's some uh, you know good deals out there, and um, yeah, it just uh, it's close to Ancaster, close to you know anywhere in Hamilton, and and uh, you kind of got your own separate little uh, area of uh, of um, you know community that's uh, close to the the big city. Right, uh, kind of sort of like Binbrook, but on a yeah, smaller scale. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. And exactly. you're near, and you're near. The airport. You're well. near everywhere. Yeah, you, it, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a great area to live. It's it's worth seeing it. If you if you don't have, if you can't find something in Hamilton, definitely take a look uh, in Mount Hope. And uh, there, there's some great homes out there like this one here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we got a couple minutes to talk about uh, the holiday season. Big plans for the holidays with the golfy team. Yeah. Um, well, we did our our uh, our big uh, Christmas uh, get together uh, last week. Uh, Friday, we uh, I took everybody out for dinner at uh, Ruth Chris in uh, Niagara Falls. Nice. It, it was. Uh, they they put on a great uh, a meal there for us. It was it was spectacular. It's definitely worth going to, to down there to uh, have a meal. 
And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, we're going to do a big uh, uh, turkey dinner at our office uh, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Uh, just for the, at, at our men and, and staff and things like that. So we're, we're, yeah, we're doing a lot of things this mm-hmm. week. There's a lot of things happening, absolutely. Are you putting the turkey in the oven? We're, uh, you know what? <laughs> I Actually, uh, what one of the girls is, we're going to cook two smaller turkeys okay. instead of one big one so that we don't have to wait six to eight hours to, to <laughs> cook. Because otherwise, somebody would have to be in the office at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. But we're going to put uh, two probably 13-pound turkeys in there. And uh, so that it, and it, what do they say, 20 minutes for every uh, pound of turkey or 15 minutes? I don't know. It's not so my, we, we should not be, my area. So we'll be able to eat at 1230. <laughs> we'll be able to eat at 1230, and it should be good. So we're getting all the – the girls are all going shopping today and getting all the ingredients and everything. So it's going to be, be good. Uh, Anthony, Lindsay, thanks for uh, dropping by. Uh, all the best of the season, and uh, good luck in 2019. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Uh, for Rob Golfie, my name's Rick Samprin. A big shout-out to producer Jerry Lewenga as well. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.